Say good morning on the count of three, super loud. Here we go. One, two, three. Good morning! First Thessalonians 5.18, KGV. And everything gave thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I'd like to welcome everybody to Sunday School this morning. Like I said, it's good to be here. 
it's good to hear the kids sing this morning. <clears throat> um, just looking for a good day, and uh, I know last week we was at Bethel, uh, where Lee and Carol, and we had good services, and Lord really blessed us, and hopefully the Lord will bless us this morning, and see a couple come down and get saved. Um, we'll ask Mike Nichols to miss us at Sunday school. read a, a scripture I thought of it when uh, they read the scripture up here and uh, Thanksgiving's coming up and, and uh, we ought to be and I, I'm, per, I'm pretty sure we are but we ought to be thankful ever every minute of every day if we've been saved by the grace of God and uh, but I want I want to read it's a familiar scripture, and uh, well, to me it is, and I presume it is to everybody else. I remember when I, I don't know if I was in grade school or where I was at, but our English teacher had us memorize the 100th Psalm. And of course, I ain't got it memorized now. It's kind of slipped since then, but uh, I want to read that said, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is good. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Enter into his gates with pra uh, thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. And, and uh, hopefully that's what we're doing this morning. We, uh, I've got confidence in this church and in our God. And, and uh, 
we say all the time, <clears throat> we, uh, God, God wants to bless us every time we come to church. I believe, I believe he wants to open the windows of heaven and fill our cups up and run them over. And he wants to save everybody that comes here that's lost. I, I believe that. And uh, if I don't get a blessing, it's my fault. If you don't get a blessing, it's your fault. Have you ever come to church before? I'll get to the lesson maybe in a minute, I hope. But have you ever come to church before and and sit in a church, maybe be shouting and uh, praising God, and you don't even you can't even tell what they're, what they're doing it for. Uh, I've been there. And uh, I, I remember, I've told this so many times, people probably memorized every, all my experiences, but one time, I, and this has been a long time ago, I, I was sitting right on the front bench, dry as I could be, and uh, I was praying, Lord, I need a blessing. I need to feel your spirit. I don't, I don't remember exactly how I was wording it, but that was the gist of it. And wasn't getting nowhere. My prayer wasn't going nowhere. And I finally said, Lord, if you can't bless me, bless the church. And he run my cup over. I was, I was being selfish, really. I was, I was looking for something for me. And uh when I started praying for somebody else, he gave me what I needed. And uh, sometimes he, we have to change our attitudes a little bit. But anyway, our lesson this morning is in the second chapter of the book of Ephesians, right after last week's lesson. And, uh, uh, and the first, in the first verse of uh, Ephesians, the first chapter tells us who he wrote the book to. It says, to the saints which are at Ephesus, Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. To the faithful in Christ. That's, that's everybody that's been saved that's trying to follow God. So he wrote that. He wrote that. He wrote this to us. We, we stress this all the time. Uh, this whole thing from front to back is a letter from God to me. And I ought to read it like that. Did you ever did you ever sit down and read something where God's gonna pass judgment on somebody for for the sins and and think, boy, that fits so and so. They better look out. We're reading it in the wrong attitude if that's the case. Now, if God, if God directs it to them, it fits them. But if, <clears throat> if I'm reading it, it's my turn to understand that this, this applies to me. But anyway, and this, if you've been saved by the grace of God, we're, we're, we're getting on the good stuff this morning. This applies to us. And... Uh, the first chapter, the second verse, second chapter, first verse of the second chapter, and you, that's talking to each one of us individually, and you hath he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sin. 
If you read in Webster's Dictionary, one definition of quicken is to revive and bring to life. You hath he quickened. You hath he revived. We were dead in trespasses and sin, and God brought us to life. Where there was death, there is now life in Christ. And uh, so you hath he quickened. And uh, we, we the, in Revelation said, Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. For on such a second death hath no power. That's talking about Jesus. Jesus is the first resurrection. So he that hath part in Jesus, the, the second death hath no power. If you've been saved by the grace of God, you're sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise till the day of redemption. And uh, Satan, when, when I got saved, Jesus bound Satan up and his goods with him and cast him out into the earth. And he can't even find my soul. It's, the Bible said we are dead and our life is hid away with Christ in God. And when Christ, which is our life, shall appear, then shall we also appear with him in glory. So our life is hid away in Christ. In order for Satan to, to defeat me and, and take my salvation, he'd have to defeat Jesus, and that's impossible. He thought that one time. I believe when Jesus died on the cross, Satan thought he had the victory. He just got defeated there. That was, that was the ultimate defeat. But anyway, so you at the quickened. He brought us to life. Do you remember? Do you remember the day you got saved? And what a big change God made in your life. Like daylight and dark. From, from death to life. And uh, from, from miserable to beyond joyful. I, 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 there's no words for it. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. And uh, so it, God made a big difference. And, and I can go back to that time. Sometimes I get down. Every one of us do. You get down kind of dragging and, and uh, uh, you can't get a hold of the Lord for one reason or another. And God, God directs you back to the time God spoke peace to your soul when you got saved and reminds you where you was and where he brought you from and how good it is. Sometimes we get to dragging and forget what we are and what we got. We, we might, in here we might remember going through the motions. I can remember the day I got saved in here real good. But I, and I can, I can tell you about that from out of here. But when God allows me to remember that down in here and, and tell it from down here, it, he makes it real all over again.
just and it there's nothing no more real than God's spirit moving in your life. Makes it new every time. Anybody got anything? So you have to be quick. Every one of us he brought to life. We was dead in trespasses and sin. He made us alive in Christ Jesus. Wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. We followed whatever we whatever we took a notion, followed the devil. And uh, if we're not careful, now, I said he cast him out into the earth. He cast him out of my soul, and he, he's walking up and down in this earth right here. And he's trying, he's trying his best in every one of us to keep us from being a light to our people that we're supposed to be. God, when God saved me, He gave He gave me a, a commission. Now I might not have known that right then, probably didn't, but He gave me a commission to be a light to the world. It's in the book, whether I knew it or not. But He gave me a commission, and I've got. I believe. I believe. This is my thoughts now. I believe that every one of us have got certain people in our life that God wants us to be a witness to by our actions, if not our words. If I remember when I was when I was a kid, uh, people that was in this church at that time, and they're all gone to heaven now, or most of them anyway. There's a few of us still left that was just kids then. But I still, even even though they, some of them have been dead and gone a long time, I still got them up on a pedestal. They were great people in my life because they followed God, to my knowledge anyway. I know everybody, nobody ain't perfect. But to me, they, as far as I was concerned, they were perfect. They, they were great people, and still are. And I'll tell you this too: there's some people right here in this church, a bunch of them really, that I've gotten the same place. They're great people in my life, and that's what we're all supposed to be, to to all the people that that God's got lined up for us to be a light to. He wants He wants our life in their eyes, to make us great people. If, if you testify, God wants that person to listen to that real careful because they got confidence in you that you're saved by the grace of God and you're on your way to heaven and, and they want to hear what you got to say. Same token, if a preacher gets up here to preach and people got confidence in him, they'll listen. If they seen him out in the bar somewhere tipping the bottle, 
Uh, they might get up and walk out the door when he gets up. I might. I don't know. Uh, no, I, I probably wouldn't walk out, but uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't like it. But anyway, we need to live the very best we can so that we'll be a light to everybody God wants us to be. Anybody got anything? people that I've known and still know in my life that are that way yet. And uh, there will be people like that in the church as long as the church is here. <clears throat> and if, if, I'm not, if I'm not as spiritual, I'll, I'll say this. Now, everybody's, everybody's got different gifts, and everybody can't... Uh, Judy Carroll used to sit right over on this side of the church and pretty regular she'd shout and uh, yeah she had a real good gift and uh, I can't do that I mean if I shouted why everybody everybody would be startled and probably cover their ears but uh that's not that's not really my gift. It, I mean, sometime or other, God could put it on me. I, I, I mean, every once in a while, everybody has to testify a little bit, and it ain't always everybody's gift to do that. I, I remember Bill Neal used to sit right over here, and every once in a while, God would make him testify. He had to about make him before he'd get up. And he kind of blubber and, and, and couldn't get the words out right. But the words didn't matter anyway because he was plumb full of the Spirit. So it's, it's not by might nor by power, but by my Spirit, saith the Lord. It ain't, it ain't necessarily how good we sound making our testimony. I've heard, I've heard little kids seven, eight, nine years old, get up and testify, the Lord saved them and set me on for. And all, all they said is I've been saved, I got saved. Well, there ain't no greater testimony than that in the whole world. The greatest thing you can say right out of your heart is I've been saved. Anybody else got anything? Anybody else? We all, uh, back in 
Isaiah said, Oh, we like sheep have gone astray, every one in his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. We was all we was all there. So that's what that verse said, wherein we all had our conversation in time past. We was every one lost. The Bible said there's none good, no not one. And uh, so we had to, we had to come through Jesus to be quickened. Um, among whom we also had our conversation, we was all lost. But God, who is rich in mercy, for His great love, great love wherewith He loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace you're saved. And grace is unmerited favor, or unearned favor, however you want to say it. We couldn't earn it. We didn't deserve it. It was God's, and we didn't deserve God's love. The Bible said God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Can you? Can anybody here understand that kind of love? Could you take one of your kids and offer them for somebody else? Not me. And I. I, I know some people I love real good. And uh, I couldn't offer one of my kids for them. Now, I might go myself. And I thought of this back when my boys were young, that if, if there was a war, and, and I'd, rather, I'd rather go myself than for, for them to call them up to go. So I, I don't understand the kind of love that God had for me, but I believe it. I know it actually. God proved that love to me that Sunday morning in 1956 when the gospel come to me and, and I was lost. I, I felt terrible. Now, everybody here probably understands this as good as I do, but I felt awful. I was condemned. I was on my way to hell. And in just an instant, when I, when I stepped out of that seat and come to Jesus, in just an instant, he reversed that completely, went from miserable to on top of the mountain. Took up residence down in here. And when, when my heart gets where it ought to be, I can enjoy that same, that same feeling every day of my life if I can humble my heart and get where, where God wants me to. Have you, ever, have you ever had a real big struggle about something or trouble in your mind, something bothering you real bad? And the Lord come along for one reason or another, fill your cup up and run it over, and your trouble didn't seem as big anymore. It was still there, but it didn't seem as big. I've had that happen several times. One of the closest ones I can think of, and I've told this, but uh, my mom, just a little bit before she died, 
she was in a nursing home, she quit eating. And of course, I went, I went to the nursing home every day, but, uh, and I could get her to eat just a little bit. And uh, I'd been down there one day and was headed back home and driving down Shawnee Road and uh, had a song running through my mind that the choir sings. And I love the blessed Savior divine. He, and when I come to him, he brightens up this pathway of mine. And when, when them words went through my mind, he filled my cup up and run it over. And my trouble wasn't near as big as it had been. It was still there. I still love my mom. But, and, and, when, and when she died, the Lord was there. So he, when we've got trouble, he's with us. He said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. And when you need him the most is when he shows up the most. And he'd been showing up in my life for 60-some years. And one of these days, the angels, he's going to, we say all the time he's going to send his angels, but he don't have to send them. The Bible said the angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. One of these days, he's going to, the angel of the Lord's going to deliver every one of us over to the other side. I don't understand all about that, but I know it's going to happen. He promised me, he promised me the day I got saved that heaven was mine. And, uh, and he don't break a promise. Anybody else got a comment? I've heard that. Yeah. And I heard. If we got if we got what we deserved, we'd ever one be down there already. That's where that's where unmerited favor, the grace of God. If we if we'd have got what we what we deserved, we we'd all be down in hell already. But we got to love the unmerited favor of God. No. I was just, I, of course, everybody here knows my story, but I was, I was just 15 years old when I got saved. And uh, back before that, uh, if mom and dad bring us to church, and they'd make us sit right between them and, and be still and not talk and, you know how it goes. 
And uh, I didn't like church at all on that account. And if you'd have told me back then that I'd be up here teaching Sunday school when I'm 80 years old, I'd have said, you're, you're funny. I, I, ain't, I ain't a great teacher, but I got somebody great down in here, and I got something even greater. The, the gift of God is eternal life. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And I deserve the wages of sin. But I got just the opposite. The grace of God, nothing no greater than God's love and His grace. God who is rich in mercy for His great love wherewith He loved us. Even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved. And uh, now by grace we're saved, and we talk about that all the time, how, how good the grace of God is, and how good, and, and ab- absolutely a fact. We can't tell it, we can't even tell it as good as it is. We just go, th- go through the motions, tell you the words. If God's Spirit don't deliver it down here, you don't know about it anyway. But you remember when Apostle Paul, he said uh, he had some kind of thing that was bugging him. He didn't say what it was. A messenger of Satan uh, buffeting his flesh. And the Bible said he prayed three times for for God to remove that from him. And God told him, said, my grace is sufficient. So His grace was sufficient to save us, and His grace is sufficient to keep us, and He'll he'll help when we need help. He's there to help us. Did you ever have something bothering you real bad and, and get off on your knees and say, Lord, I need your help? And He was right there. I couldn't tell you how many times I've experienced that. Why in the world? <laughs> I say all the time, it's the best thing ever happened to me. And that was that just started in nineteen fifty six. And I I ain't never I ain't lived right all the time. I, I wouldn't want nobody to misunderstand me. I've I've been wrong more times than I've been right probably. But when I've been wrong, God was letting me know I was wrong. But, but I, I've been right a few times. And when I've been right, God's Spirit was right here letting me know I was, I was in fellowship with Him. And, and I was walking with Him. That's why, that's why I said if, if we don't get a blessing, it's our own fault. Anybody got anything? And hath, now listen to this, and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And I've been talking about that all through this lesson. God, when, when the day I got saved, He put me in a heavenly place. My soul, He sealed it up. 
by the Holy Spirit of promise till the day of redemption. My soul's in light. If you want to have it, put me in the kingdom down in my soul. Now this, this carcass you look at is not there yet. But my soul is already in God's kingdom. His throne's in, right in here. Uh, John said, I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. That's the church, the Lamb's wife. And that's, that's what's down in here. That's, I'm not talking about these physical bodies. I'm talking about what's down on the inside. In the power of God's Holy Spirit, we are the holy city. And so he, he put us in the kingdom. And I, me and Jay was talking about a scripture before Sunday school started. And uh, uh, we're, we're already in the kingdom. We're already, our soul's already got everything it's getting. But he's going to, the Bible said he'd change our vile body and make it like unto his glorious one. So he's, he, we got a hope in the resurrection. That's for this guy right here. Because when we talked about a while ago, the angels carrying us over yonder, when every one of us dies, our soul, is, our spirit is going back to God who gave it. That's when the angels are taking it over there. This thing right here, they're going to roll it up here in a box and take it down on Fairmont Road and dump it in a hole. But they, I've got a hope in this fella right here that sometime, whenever God takes a notion, he's going to send Jesus back after the church and we're going to get up with victory in the flesh. Now it won't be just it won't be just like it is now. All the sin will be gone out of it. Just like it was in my soul the day I got saved. He took all the sin out, cast it as far as the east is from the west to be remembered no more. Same way when in the resurrection we'll get up perfect both soul and body. And and this thing couldn't go to heaven like it is. It couldn't. If you if you can you imagine living forever in this body? Not me. Oh. Anybody else got anything? So he raised us up and made us sit together in heavenly place that in the ages to come he might shear the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. In the ages to come. Now, we got a hope, and I, I, that's what I've been talking about. We got a hope that this ain't all of it. Now, I will say this. If this was all there was, 
there wasn't no heaven, it's worth living. Because when you, when you do something for God, it's joy unspeakable and full of glory. It's, there's no more joy than, than following God. But this ain't all of it. The joy unspeakable that we have here, it's just maybe a little here and a little there, and in between maybe we'll have some trials and tribulations and all kinds of things happen to us, but God's still with us. But when we get up in the resurrection and go home to be with God, we'll be perfect soul and body. Uh, all the arthritis and everything else that's bugged us all our life will be gone. No more troubles. The devil won't be there to bother us. I can't even imagine that. I have not seen, hear, have not heard, neither hath entered the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. And even, even now, we don't know what this church service holds for us. But if we follow God, it'll be great. If I come with my heart right, he said, where two or three come together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. So if, if you want Jesus to be in the midst of the church, come together in his name. And I mean right out, right out of our heart. That don't come from up here. That comes from down here. And I said a while ago, when I was a kid, I didn't like to come to church. The day I got saved was on a Sunday morning. And I couldn't wait for Sunday night to get here to come back. Made a difference in my life, daylight and dark. And I, it did everybody else too, I know. In the ages to come, he might shew the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. We didn't. It's unmerited favor. We couldn't earn it. I couldn't, I couldn't live good enough. I couldn't pray good enough. All I could do, they that come to Christ must believe that He is and that He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. All He wants us to do is when, when He calls, the only time you can come to Jesus said, no man can come to me except my Father which sent me draw him. When God draws by the Holy Spirit through the gospel, then you can come to Jesus and find this grace enough to save you and enough to keep you through eternity, however long that is. There ain't no end to that. So God's, God's love and His grace took, will take care of us and if we're saved, it's already got us took care of. And he wants, to, he wants to reach out to everybody else. <clears throat> For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. I got nothing to boast about. All I can, I'm, I'm like... Apostle Paul, all I can boast about is Jesus. 
best thing ever happened to me in my life was finding Jesus. And really, we say that, but he found me. You go back in Deuteronomy, it talks about Jacob. He said he, he found Jacob in a waste howling wilderness. And he, he walked with him, and I can't quote it all, but he said he kept him as the apple of his eye. And I believe that's talking about God's church, every one of us. He found us, every one, in that same wilderness, and he keeps us by his power. We're kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. And God, God's got us in his hand, and Jesus said he, he ain't lost none, or I ain't lost none that my Father gave me. And, and he never will. Not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. And uh, I got a scripture wrote down here somewhere, but uh, when he saved us, he made us a new creature in Christ Jesus. We were created then, before, before we got saved, we couldn't work for God. You've got to have the right spirit in order to work for God. When he saved us, he made us a new creature. He's put his spirit in us, and we can work, we can do what God gives us to do. What he allows us to do, we can do. And what, uh, sometimes it's just, things are just not for me to do. I used to think when I was, when I was just a kid, hadn't been saved long, didn't know no better, uh, I'd, I'd watch Flavor Sash and Gilbert Smith, Jarvie Rains, up here preaching, I, I'd think, boy, that's what, that's what I want to be. I want to be like them. Of course, I had them up on a pedestal, which is fine. All right, all right to honor people for their, for their efforts, but it's not. Uh, just because I thought that didn't make it so. I couldn't preach if I had to. God didn't give me that job. But I'm thankful. I, I, can, I can always stand up and 